Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Helping pull all of this together today is His Royal Highness, the Duke of Sussex, who wants to say a few words to kick start the day. Um, and he's made it clear that we are all just to call him Harry. We don't know for sure that Archie is not coming on this trip. I mean, it struck me as slightly odd, I have to say... Um, that they'd leave baby that Archie both parents would be in London mm-hmm. and this little eight, nine-month-old baby is left back in Canada, but that's a different issue. Hi there. You're listening to Royals, the only podcast that goes behind the walls of Buckingham Palace. I'm your host for today, Zoe Burrell, and I'm a writer about all things royal at New Idea magazine. And I'm Angela Mollard. I'm a journalist, author and proud royal expert. And today on the show, we're going to be chatting about the Cambridges and the Sussexes reuniting. Oh, exciting. Harry's sadness as his royal life comes to an end. And Prince Andrew's disrespect to the Queen. Mm, mixed bag here today, I think, I Zoe. know. Lots going on, isn't there? Mm. But let's dive right in. So Meghan, Harry, Kate and William, the old Fab Four, mm. are meeting up again for the wow. first time in They haven't been a, a Fab time. Four for a long time, have it? <laughs> so it's been months since we've seen them together. And I think, you know, we saw them obviously at the Trooping the Colour last year, but they were at opposite ends of the balcony. Okay, so they're going to get together on March the 9th for the Commonwealth Service at Westminster Abbey. All the royals are going to be there, dignitaries from 54 countries, that all the Commonwealth countries, heads of government. And this is their last engagement. It's a uh, service at 3pm on that day. Now, it's going to be so interesting. I mean, of course, what we've had happen over the last few months is is Megxit. We've had uh, a lot of revelations about the relationship between William and Harry. There seems to be no relationship between Kate and Meghan. So the optics on this are huge. Are they going to be sitting together? Will they talk to each other? Will they be on opposite sides of the church? How this plays out, I think, will send... Uh, a really strong message about what lies ahead uh, for this, not only this relationship, but Harry's sort of position within the royal family at these events. I mean, this is his last final royal event before they live more permanently in Canada. This was the transition phase that the Queen talked about. And then, of course, from April, the new sort of way of being comes into, into play. But I hope that we see friendliness between them. I hope that we see them speaking to each other. Uh, I think it would be disastrous if there was no connection at all. It would be absolutely disastrous. And we would that would fully confirm that this is a major mess for the Queen and the royal family. I think that their PR teams respectively will want to put on a united front. I think Kate in these situations always looks like the, you know, she's the great family pacifier, isn't she? She's always smiling and laughing and I think she'll be instrumental in what happens on that day. Uh, we've, we understand that 
that the Queen is very sad that little Archie isn't coming over. Um, and I think, you know, that's that's interesting. To what extent that's true? I mean, she probably would have just nodded at him and stroked <laughs> his, his cheek. Um, but I think it's quite sad too for Will and Kate and Charles not to get to see their little it, grandson and niece and nephew. And- I totally agree with you, Zoe. I mean, the fact is that what... Harry wanted for his son was a normal childhood and yet he's not really having a normal childhood because he's had no connection with his cousins and it seems to me he's going to be living a life pretty much like Meghan's whereby there was a lot of division in that family. She was quite isolated. I mean, if you watch the documentary with Thomas Markle, the the lasting impression of Meghan was that she very much grew up as this only child. She didn't really have siblings. It was sort of these direct relationships with her parents and of course that gave her, she had tremendous confidence and has this ability to speak to to parents. But if what Harry has always said, which is that he wants his children to have an upbringing kind of like um, Zara Phillips's children and Peter Phillips's children, sort of this happy go lucky country upbringing, which they've, you know, that family enjoys uh, down in Gloucester in England. He's not going to be getting that. He's he's going to be surrounded by security stuff. And if they have to keep coming back, which of course they do, and they don't bring him. It's such an insult. It's such an insult to his family. It's such an insult to the British public. I mean, we haven't seen a photo now of Archie since early in January when they posted that picture of Harry with holding his son with a little hat oh, on. Yes, That's that the was last adorable. picture. Now, we have no claim to this couple, obviously. They, you know, they've stepped out of the royal life, but I'm not sure that you can ask people to endorse your multiple business and uh, and commercial and charitable enterprises when they are involved in your story. They love your story. And Kate and William seem to be able to balance those two things, the public interest in who they are in their story and their manifold interests. And I think it's just attitude. It's just completely comes down to attitude. We can do this. We can make this work, which is the, the Cambridge's attitude, and have a sort of relaxedness around it. Or you can be supremely uptight, second-guessing every last thing, there's a real tension. You can see it in Harry's face. I mean, I know there's been a few stories where they've uh, juxtaposed photos from, you know, five or six years ago with him and Kate and William and these this really sort of lighthearted, laughing Harry that we know with this very tense Harry that we see now. But well, yeah, there's real been shame. a few reports, haven't there, that he's sort of got mixed feelings about leaving the royal family and well, his duties. I think it would be, you know, he's he's had this series of events. He's been up in Scotland. He's obviously been recording with John Bon Jovi. There's all these events that are really the anchor points of his life, the life he's always known. He does these things. And I think even more interesting is that obviously the Invictus Games, which is sort of the pivotal issue for him in terms of what he does you know it was his idea it's very successful it's widely seen to be a a tremendous event that's now under threat of course because of coronavirus and he's come out and spoken about that and said look the safety of the athletes obviously comes first but I think all these things are terribly destabilizing for Harry we know that he's been in therapy for many years because he's talked about that and one of the things you know just not playing amateur psychologist here but we most of us know that having a purposeful life and having really good stability in your life and the pillars of your life all in place are the things that make you flourish. Now, all those pillars are now gone for him. He doesn't actually have those things he holds on to. The only thing he does have and that he did want was to have a more private life. Yet that's not really ensuing because he still now needs to make money. So sometimes I think, is it change for change's sake? Could they have 
attempted a lesser role in the environs of Britain. I mean, it, I can't see that Britain was the problem. I think, yes, they wanted to step away from that lifestyle. I just don't know if it had to be quite so uh, dramatic as it has been. But yes, you're right. As a friend of his has come out and said, he's feeling really emotional at the moment. The word that was used was bittersweet, that Harry had said that it was was bittersweet. And you can understand that. He's an Englishman. I mean, he was in the um, recording studio with um, Bon Jovi. I loved that. Yeah, I also <laughs> love the fact, I mean, obviously he attended the Travelist Conference up in uh, Scotland. And the woman who introduced him said, oh, look, I've been instructed that we're just to call him Harry now. I don't know. This is really interesting because it means that he wants to be of the people. And yet it's sort of, to me, it's it, it smacks of a little bit of annoyance at the Queen for taking away the Sussex Royal from them. They can't use the word royal, as we've discussed before, uh, in any of their branding or their commercial enterprises. So he's in this sort of netherworld, I think, where he doesn't quite know what it's going to look like next. And he's clearly got this very decisive wife who has her job. She, you know, she knows what she wants to do. And there's a lot of talk about the various acting oh, opportunities. Yes, I, know. Yep. I think I heard something the other day that she wants to be in a superhero movie. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I think she's already Wonder Woman, don't you think? I mean, I yeah, I don't you think which of which of the superheroes do you reckon she'd be best as? Oh, I'm Catwoman. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wouldn't mind seeing her in the title. She's got the body for that. She's title got the, the body suit. for any of it, hasn't it? <laughs> I kind of think knowing her, it would be Wonder Woman. Um, um, <laughs> she's already got daggers coming out of her wrists, hasn't she? Without the costume, now. and I don't mean that. I mean, I'm being um, obtuse, but I think that um, I think that she's got a lot of things she wants to do. It's her environment. I'm just not sure how he's going to fare. Um, that said, they'll be coming back regularly, apparently, but. It's, it's not the same as living there and, and having the structures and support around you uh, when you need it. I think they're going to be quite lonely. I agree with you there, especially because they will be so isolated from Isolated. Everyone. And that, look, if you switch from royalty, so you, royalty is your family, your club, who you belong to, and that's, that's what you've always known. And then you move to America where... Basically, your only way of meeting people are once Archie gets to school age, it's through school parents or it's through celebrity contacts. And yet anything they do in a celebrity uh, context is going to be hugely examined. I mean, there was a discussion about Megan going to the Met Gala and how, you know, improper that would be. I mean, it's it's basically going to sticking two fingers up to royal life, but embracing fully celebrity life. And I and they'll be much criticised if they do that. Uh, so I think it, the sort of fall between these two different structures and institutions and, you know, with a little bit more care and attention and not so foot stompy. I mean, all the statements have been so... Well, the Queen says we can't have this, so we're going to put out a statement saying this. And, I mean, they really have gone rogue in all their messaging. Uh, it's not going to serve them well, ultimately. Totally applaud them wanting to have a different life. They don't have to sign up for, uh, you know, Royals 101. And the slimmed-down monarchy that Charles wants to introduce when he takes the throne is a fantastic idea, but it's just the how they've executed this has, has just been appalling all round. I wouldn't be surprised if we, over the years to come, see Harry in quite a bad way. I mean, he's, he's, he's vulnerable. Of course, though, do you think that the couple will go back over to the UK for Beatrice's wedding? Yeah, look, I think there's been a fairly strong suggestion that they will. It would be terrible if they didn't. Uh, again, where they sit with... Uh, 
uh, William, Kate, that sort of thing will be interesting to be seen. I think this is going to be an interesting wedding because it's not going to be any carriage procession. I mean, obviously with Kate and William, William with Meghan and uh, Harry, with Eugenie, there was that carriage procession where we saw a lot of them. There were a lot of visuals on it. This is going to, of course, be in a small chapel. Only 150 people can be there. Then, of course, uh, in the marquee at Buckingham Palace, no one's allowed inside in case they steal anything. Um, more of which later, people stealing from Buckingham Palace. Stay listening. There's um, a good one coming up. I think they will go to that, but how much we'll see of that will be really interesting. But anyway, talking about Beatrice's wedding, she's getting a new title. I read about this this morning, actually. <laughs> Isn't it I cool? like that. I kind of like that. So she's going to be a, a countess, which means she's a contessa. This is because Eduardo, her husband-to-be, is Italian and he's a, an Italian nobility. So she'll also be something called – now, you, if you're Italian out there, you just have to – uh, excuse my pronunciation, but I think it's uh, nobile donna, which is noble woman. Um, so she's going to be that. Sounds contessa- very fancy, I know. doesn't it? I love the fact she's <laughs> going to be a contessa and also a stepmom. So something that none of us can be and then something that a lot of people are now these days. I'm really looking forward to just seeing uh, – what I really hope is that we get an image of of the two of them together, but I'd also love to see Eduardo's son in one of the photos in, in that mix. That I hope lovely. they release them. Um, you know, and I'd also – so, I don't know. There's something I, I sort of. I hope we have images of them arriving and Prince Andrew getting ready to walk her down the aisle and that sort of thing. I also want to see a dress. She's. I really so love. I? I mean, this is the girl that was much criticised for her hat at Kate and William's wedding. Remember the toilet shaped oh, hat? Oh yes. Um, I think she'll be thinking very carefully about what she wears, but I don't think it'll have that kind of. Um, I think it'll be more demure than uh, I mean Megan and Eugenie's dresses were both absolutely gorgeous, but I think she'll be quite restrained. She's mm. quite simple. So, what are your thoughts then, tiara or no tiara? Oh, that's a good mm. question. What do you think? I'm not sure. I'm thinking because it might be a bit more scaled down. Maybe no tiara, but it I is don't tradition. Know. I hope she does wear a yeah. tiara. <laughs> she seems like a a real sweetie, but quite shy. And, you know, this is her birthright and she's allowed to – and I look, I hope – Hope she and the Queen have a nice cup of tea. She opens up the drawers and, you know, she she finds one she loves and it's little and it's perfect and, and she gets to wear it. I mean, if you're going to be a Contessa, you have to wear it. <laughs> She'd probably get Her husband can buy a 17 of them anyway. I think he's so loaded. <laughs> but anyway. I'm sure that would be fun to go through them all I know, again. wouldn't it? Pick out which one you want. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be great? And I'd love to know how – because you know, Angela Kelly, um, the Queen's dresser, wrote that lovely book about how the clothes are all kept and everything. But she didn't say anything about how the um, how the jewels were were kept. But I bet oh. they're all in velvet lined drawers. Imagine just sitting there trying them on over a brandy. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> oh, I wonder if the Queen that. gets to do that sort of thing. <laughs> like if you're going to have that sort of haul – you, you want to share it around, don't you? You want you want to have some fun with it, especially as she's aging. You know, exactly. you want to. <laughs> God, I'm just I thinking think about how nice Margaret it would be. said something as well many years back that the Queen's the only woman she knows that can put a tiara on with one hand. Oh, really? Yes, Is I that what she said? That I can imagine yes, to do yeah. it. So, and actually, I read recently too that the Queen can't bend over when these crowns are on her head, so she can't dip her head at all because the whole thing, a crown would fall off. So she, that's why we see her so wriggly because you can't put hairpins in. I mean, it's like <laughs> five kilos on your head. You can't just <laughs> oh, put a dear. couple of you know bobby pins in and hope it'll stay there. <laughs> so the poor thing has to stay very upright, which oh, you know at her age, that's why um, when they have the opening of Parliament, uh, it always looks so arduous, doesn't it? When every year when 
she has to put on all that kit and walk down um, which Abbey did they do it in Westminster Abbey yes. don't they yes and um, yes yeah, such a palaver <laughs> anyway moving on what else have we got to talk yes. about well I know we were talking about Princess Beatrice getting a new title mm. but we've, there's also been confirmation about what will happen with Camilla's title I when know. Charles becomes king well there's been so much speculation for years about whether she becomes queen and of course Camilla's had to walk this tightrope for, for many years now uh, between what's the correct royal thing to do and also what public sentiment uh, would dictate. Now, of course, once when she married uh, Charles, and I was living in London when they first, when Charles first stepped out with Camilla at that official uh, opening, I think it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was the Royal Albert Hall. And uh, there was, the, I mean, the messaging around it that night in the newsroom was, um, you know, how is this going to play out? And each how each newspaper was going to greet the fact that they were there together. Anyway, many years have passed now. She is only going to be princess consort. She's not going to be queen. As was discussed when she married uh, Charles, there was always the... Um, the directive that she would be princess consort. There must have been some bubbling over recently about the fact that the queen's getting older and that uh, what will Charles when will Ch- when Charles takes the throne? What will uh, Camilla be called? She has no apparently she has no desire to be anything more than princess consort. She doesn't need to be queen. And and you know this is just confirmation from Clarence House that that will be her title. I mean sometimes I think we get so caught up in titles and we're less uh, focused on what the person actually does. In all honesty, Camilla has been a tremendous support to Charles. Yes, through the early days of his marriage to Diana, you know, there was, there's been a lot of um, consternation about his choices and, and his behaviour, but there's you cannot criticise the fact that that woman has been there for him. Um, you know, a, a man that was brought up in a fairly austere um, household, didn't really have close relationships with his mother. Now, if his fundamental relationship with Camilla is a healthy and supportive one. Whatever she's called, that's going to have a tremendous bearing on his role as king. And in fact, in his ability to to sort of parent William and Harry through, you know, this difficult stage. It can't be easy for Charles seeing his two sons um, at loggerheads or, or not necessarily at loggerheads, but distanced from each other. And I think um, someone like Camilla, who has a sense of humour, who has a dry wit, likes a drink, likes a cigarette, you know, will have a funny aside to photographers and cameramen, um, can see the absurdity in some cases in royal life and yet still has an enormous respect for the charities that she represents and a genuine interest in them. I think she's a magic weapon for the royal family and I think that when Charles eventually does take the throne we will see the full wealth of experience and security and stability that she brings to Charles in that role Um, and you know in some respects as a stepmother I mean I remember at Meghan's wedding her and Kate laughing, you know, the minister that was um, – and, and there was this tiny little exchange between Camilla and Kate which suggested, you know, that away from the cameras, they're quite good mates and, and, and there's a lot of respect for Camilla. So anyway, that's what yeah, she's going to well, be, I Princess Consort. coming up to their 15th wedding anniversary. I know. It feels like it was yesterday, mm. doesn't it? I know it is. It's it's just around the corner and, uh, you know, they, they're still touring a lot. Um, and, of course, Charles is going to have a – a very short reign if you know unless suddenly life expectancy gets up to 130 (laughs) you know he's in his 70s his mother's 
still on the throne. It's going to be a, a relatively short reign. So, you know, hopefully he's a man that looking back now, he was fairly instrumental in, in very progressive ideas. And I think that it'll be interesting to see his take on modernising the monarchy for the time that he, he eventually gets to reign. Yeah, well, that's something we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Yes, I hope I'm alive when um, George comes on the throne, but it probably won't be. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. (laughs) I'm I'm not trying to do the maths and I'm hopeless at it, so I won't (laughs) even try. I'm terrible at maths, so I can't help you either. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, finally, we've got to discuss two Prince Andrew's former date has revealed a really fun tidbit. I had to to put this into this mix (laughs) because it just makes me laugh. So Caprice, uh, her name was Caprice Bore when I lived in um, uh, in London. She's a former fashion laundry model. She now has her own laundry company and she she's currently on Dancing with the Stars at their equivalent of Dancing with the Stars in the UK and she has come out and said she she dated Prince Andrew for a couple of years after the whole Fergie thing and then sort of put him onto a friend of hers instead but she was she's talked about going to the palace and that Andrew let her sit on the Queen's throne, which seems pretty disrespectful to me. Like, I mean, it's hers. She's earned it. You don't want it all in sundry going plonking the bums on it, do you? Yeah. Um, so I have wondered sometimes that those cleaners, when they're oh, dusting would, yeah. it off, do you reckon they've ever just sat down? You would, wouldn't you? I mean, I would. I would, yeah. You know when they hire people, they test hire people in the royal family, they leave dead flies on the floor to test them whether they'll pick them up. I think that's so funny. I think we've talked about that before, yes. but I just think it's one of my favourite things about the royal family. Family. Anyway, yeah. um, the other thing is Caprice quite fancied a bowl that she saw in the palace. So she said to Prince Andrew, oh, can I take that and post it to my mum? To which he said yes. Oh. So she nicked <laughs> a piece of the royal hardware. I mean, I'm sure they've got plenty of bowls, but um, and I'd love to know a bit more about what bowl it was. But I know. It could have been one of those very ornate, fancy. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be it'd, worth a bit of money. They'd have to be careful, wouldn't they? They'd have to have, you know, when you go to the palace, when you need to go to the bathroom, there'd have to be nothing along that route, would there? Because everyone that went would try to nick something. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if they have, you know, how some people have matches in their bathroom to try and get rid of the smell. I wonder if they have encrusted, you know, not encrusted, oh God, I'm, I'm going down a horrible direction <laughs> with this. But you know how they have embellished little matchboxes. I wonder whether they have those and you can oh. nick those. Oh, this is just ascending, isn't it? I think we'd better move it on. <laughs> Wind it up. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us Thanks, today. Thanks, Zoe. And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And, of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of New Idea Royals Monthly on sale now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. <laughs> 